Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Los Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan. And Alicia Del Valle. With the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. Hola niños y niñas, welcome to another edition of the Bleed Los Podcast. This week's podcast is presented by our partners at Ben Online. Ben Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from for live game and betting props and futures. So if you head on over to betonline.ag today and use your you know phone, computer, whatever you got, uh, you and make your first sports bet, if you use our promo code, which is Believe50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Huge thanks to Ben Online, where the game starts for presenting this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, so uh, the Dodgers don't suck, and there's there, there's just no other way to put it. They are dominant at this point. They've, they've all but wrapped up the division, barring anything catastrophic happening, right? But, uh, but there was some adversity, Juanito. Uh, uh, the other day against uh, the, the – oh, I'm having a brain fart. Apologies. The Cerveceros? The Cerveceros, thank you. Um, th- there was a tiny bit of adversity, but after that, everything is fine. Uh, I just wanted to ask you, now that the Do- – like this is the Dodgers team that we knew they could be, right? This is the Dodgers team that everyone is talking about. You've seen them in person a bunch uh, this the last couple weeks. Uh, the Marlins apparently even were saying that the Dodgers may have known what was coming. I don't think it's any of that. If I'm completely honest with you, I just think they're that damn good. What do you think? You know what? We have now gotten to the point in the season where it's just, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It, 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 we're literally finding stuff to bitch about, right? Nitpicking. Because like, yeah, completely nitpicking. So before I get into what you brought up, I'm going to nitpick. I have a grievance with you people. Oh. Festivus, Festivus is coming uh, early. Bro, it's so August. We're going to do the airing of the grievances. And, you know, you and I have talked about this. So I'm going to use this time. I'm going to reclaim my time oh. and bitch about the fact that I didn't get my 1988 World Series ring. I went to the ring giveaway, the mystery box giveaway at Dodger Stadium. And I just want to go ahead. And I I know some of our listeners were probably there because the game was sold out. It was a Tuesday night against the San Vicentos, and they drew 53,000 fans. Okay. It was a sellout. On a Tuesday. So I'm sure a lot of you are experiencing the same disappointment, the same anger that I am uh, experiencing. But it's going to lead to something real quick. And that is this. The gates open at 5 o'clock. I showed up at 445. People were already lined up in front of the gates all the way to the parking lot to get these rings. Okay? So I'm sitting there thinking, I'm not going to get a ring. I've never seen it like this. 
I have never seen it this packed before a game actually starts. You're going to have to show up two hours before the game starts in order to get a giveaway. I don't even think I've seen these kind of crowds, and Babyface will probably be able to speak to this better than I did, for bobblehead games. I, I don't see that many people there for bobbleheads. So I go in there, and I don't get my ring. I got the 1965 ring, which is fine, whatever. It's a ring. Okay, I get it. But I wanted the 1988 World Series ring. And along with all other 53,000 people that were at the game, wanted the 1988 ring. So I get in and I'm walking around with my 1965 ring, which I'm probably never going to wear. And I'm sitting there walking around and people are like going up to me going, 88, 88. And I was like, bro, what makes you think I'm going to trade with you? Even if I had it, Alonzo, I'm not lying. Even if I would have gotten the 88 ring, I would have not have told anyone that I had it. I would have lied to them. I would have told them that I got 65, 63, you know, 59, 55, whatever. I would have, I'm not giving up the 88 ring. That's what everybody wanted, right? Everybody wanted the 88 ring. So, you know, I'm sitting there. I don't even think I paid attention to the game because the Dodgers blew them out anyways. Trace Thompson went crazy. So here's my question to you guys. Okay. The Dodgers lead attendance both at home and on the road. Do we really need these giveaways to draw fans? Do we think that it's like if we, they weren't giving these kind of giveaways, people wouldn't come to Dodger Stadium to support the Dodgers? So, wait, 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 before you guys answer that, yeah. Alonso? Who's yeah. a grown-ass man in this group that doesn't like collecting all these like giveaways and bobbleheads and stuff? So you and I were on the same page there. Uh, why are you bitching? Because you said all these things behind me. Here, hold on. Behind me. Uh, okay, I'm reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming uh, no, my time. No, you yielded. Okay. You yielded. No, uh, here's, here's the thing. First of all, there's a big difference between jewelry, and wow. in this case, it would be man jewelry. It's, it's not real As jewelry, a, though. Not real, though, right? Oh, did you, you play, one, did you play on you the 1988 team? That did thing you is play? heavy. I was there in spirit. Did you play in the I 1988 I was the person team? who willed Gibson's ball over the right field wall, sir. Do not deny the power of the 10th man. So, uh, first of all, uh, bullshit. Uh, second of all, uh, you are the George Costanza of this show. It's impressive how you've 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 weaseled your way into multiple gimmicks, and I commend you for that. Be that as it may, if this is what you're bitching about, then I think everything is okay. Dude, you are mocking fifty three thousand people that sacrificed their life to try to get one of those damn rings. It so to answer called, your question it, it, about the giveaway, oh sorry, go ahead, Roger. I was gonna say it was called random giveaway, right? You yeah. know what that means, right? Random oh, mystery yeah, out of mystery. Or, yeah. So if we're gonna, if we're, that everyone yeah. in my section got sixty five or sixty three. bullshit. So to to uh, for for the sake of litigating semantics, since you're yielding and reclaiming your time. Yes. Uh, mystery box, mystery ring giveaway. Is that not what the fine print said? D did is that? Do we need to find yeah, it? Yeah, but I okay. even would have settled for eighty one. Wow. Sixty five, bro. Sixty five. Really? Wow. Uh, on today's episode of. This is dumb. Uh, Juanito here is mad that he didn't get a ring. Dude, Sandy Koufax pitched the... the come on, man. That's a good ring. That, that That's is a good true. ring. It, um, it, uh, I, I will say this to answer your question about the giveaway. As a person that works for a sports team, uh, 
you can there's no such thing as a guaranteed sellout a guaranteed any of any attendance of any kind right especially for like you said a tuesday game so you have to entice people to come even though your team is good so you have to keep getting the seats filled in order to you know cover the bills and all that jazz so i'm cool with the giveaways if anything i think the dodgers are elite also in the marketing department at the giveaways because they're they're highly sought you may not like them because you are and as roger said and i quote a grown-ass man those are highly sought after collectibles sir they are not toys they are collectibles um and as you went to go seek out said collectible and now you're upset that you didn't get the one that you want i believe in uh children's terms that's called a tantrum Look, Alonzo, all I saw was the seven deadly sins exhibited that night. The gluttonous. You saw murder? The the gluttony and the greed. I saw people walking around the stadium with clear bags full of mystery boxes. Uh, So I understand where you're going with this. By the way, Alicia's out. uh, If you haven't heard her yet, chiming in with the positivity. She's out on assignment. But we also have to throw her under the bus a little bit because she did have a clear bag, as you know, if you've been to the Dodger Stadium, you have to have a clear bag. The clear bag policy is enforced. Uh, her clear bag was full of rings. And I, if I'm not mistaken, there were also some 88s in there. Yeah, she she not only did she have an 88, but she had an 81. She said they were for her parents. <laughs> well, okay, whatever. Sure, I believe that. Right. But, I, I mean, back to your point, though, what, what you're saying is, like, this is the Dodgers, right? Right. Now... I, I don't think, at least, I think Major League Baseball is probably doing better at the gate than they are when it comes to ratings on TV. So what does it say? Because I don't see these same giveaways in the NFL. I don't see these same giveaways in the NBA. Like the NBA, I know, has some giveaways. but Right, 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 right. But is it simply just because baseball has more dates they have to, you know, fill this information, uh, fill all this stuff. Why? How? I, I'm just curious as to. It seems now that the giveaway has become more of a priority than the actual game itself. And I only bring this up because we have a uh, one of our uh, listeners, one of our loyal listeners, Philip Lopez, went to the game with me uh, on Tuesday to that to that particular giveaway. And he brought it. He brought it up to my attention. He said, "Bro, look at a promotional calendar from five, ten years ago. There weren't that many promotions on the season. Now there's a promotion not just once at homestand. There's like a promotion once a year. And it's just inter- interesting to me how in sports and in particular in baseball that they have to resort to this." In, in in order to to get fans to come to the game and it's just another growing concern at least for me in terms of how do we grow this game this is like one of the if not the most popular you know franchise in the sport and they have to resort to this kind of stuff well i mean what do you think babyface i mean i don't think essentially it's that they have to do the giveaways to get people in i think especially with the dodgers now They've been doing like bobble. People actually complain of how many how many bobbleheads the Dodgers give because I think like one year they did like 17, 18 bobblehead giveaways, mm-hmm. and people actually started complaining like, "Oh my gosh, like this is just so many bobbleheads," but people still collect them and they like to go and get them. So it's like, 
whatever. And I think if you look at other teams' giveaways, like they'll do bobbleheads and some other But I think, yeah, Dodgers do lead probably the league in giveaways and, and the different stuff that they give out. And I think it's just – I think it just adds to the appeal. I mean, if it is bringing in some fans, you know, it's bringing in, you know, some fans that maybe might not go necessarily to, like, a Tuesday night game, you know. So, I mean, I think it's it's a good idea to have those giveaways. Um, the thing that bugs me about giveaway nights, though, is like you were saying, when you got there, the line was like to the parking lot, right? Yeah. Way beyond extended. So I don't know if, if you've ever looked to try and get it. You probably haven't because you don't like collecting these things. But if you try looking for these bobbleheads or these giveaways like the next day on eBay or something, all kinds of listings on OfferUp, all kinds of listings. And, like, these guys have multiples. It's not like just they, they got an extra. They have multiples. So people actually buy tickets, like, 20, 30 tickets. I don't know how they end up doing I don't know if they just go to online and end up buying 20, 30 tickets for, you know, probably whatever the cheapest price is to get in, right? And then they'll resell them. So if they can resell them for, you know, a bobblehead for 40, 50 bucks, I think then, you know, they probably made out okay, right? And I saw for these rings, people were selling Every year for at least a hundred bucks. Oh, oh yeah. You know, I saw one, I saw the 88 and I went to it because I, I was curious to see how much these were going for. I Googled the 88 one and on eBay, I kid you not, there was one that was going for 289. Who the hell is going to pay 289? I mean, unless you, you must really, you know, want that ring you know, desperately, but hey, and there's our speak of the devil, Philip Lopez, joining us on the live. Philip has a very good point. The upselling, not not just necessarily of what you're talking about, Roger, where these guys are going on the next day and they're selling these bobbleheads, but they upsell the bobblehead package, which means if you want to go to a Dodger game and it's a bobblehead, that, that ticket's going to cost you more mm-hmm. and it's going to cost you way more on the resale market, you know? And so it it is interesting to me and I get it. it, It's a business. It's a capital. It's capitalism. I know this whole segment is coming off as old man yelling at, at a cloud, but it's one of these things where I I think this is the price we pay literally because of the fact (coughs) that if you want, you know, we, we talk about how, you know, the, the, the Dodgers are owned by billionaires. And they're spending a lot of money to get good players on here, you know? And, and and that's what now we expect as Dodger fans. We expect you, look, you need to pay the money to get the best players here. So if that's what we expect from them, then we need to expect that we're going to have to pay a lot of money to go to these games. So I know I took the long way to get there, but this is what I'm talking about. These giveaways are now raising the price of going to a game. There was a period of a few years ago where I would not go to giveaway games. I would specifically go to games that didn't have a giveaway because I could get into the stadium for $6. That's not going to happen. That was also the McCourt years. Well, well, that that is true. but But it was still, you would still get a cheaper ticket on a day that they weren't giving a giveaway. So... You mentioned it. You know, people were complaining that they give out too many bobbleheads. But they keep putting them on the schedule. They keep giving out more stuff. They keep doing new stuff, right? I'm a little disappointed at the fact for that for Jaime Harin, they're going to give out a pin. 
Dude, this is last year. You're gonna give out a I pin? Mean, and even even to uh, if you notice over the last couple years, like they have their bobbleheads, you know, their their, their regular giveaways, and then they have special ticket giveaways yes. now. Yes. Where you only can buy whatever it is, two, three, two, three thousand tickets available for, you know, like last night was Laker night. They had the jersey, you know, coming up is the the Dia de los Dodgers, and they're gonna have the the two separate it's the double header, so they're gonna have a bobblehead for game one and a bobblehead for game two. And these are all yeah. separate package. So yeah. now so, so now they're doing that as well. Yeah. Well, I, I, do you do you want them to keep signing guys like Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts? I mean I do. Well, I, and that's and that's the thing. I think that's my question to you guys. As long as they keep signing, and I'm saying this only because Trey Turner is coming up, right? Right. And here's the thing with Trey Turner that we need to focus. I, I see these comments on Twitter all the time where it's like, why haven't they re-signed Trey Turner? Why haven't they re-signed Trey Turner? I don't think, I mean, it may eventually come up to maybe the Dodgers won't meet Trey Turner's number, but I don't think it's necessarily all about money in this situation. I think we hear the rumblings that it's maybe where Trey Turner wants to play. But here's the thing. If you're going to charge this much to go to a game, I don't want to hear that the Dodgers all of a sudden are penny-pinching. Do you know what I'm saying? Because right. we are paying a lot of money to support these teams. Well, I mean, for me, it's, again, I mean, it's, what it comes back down to is, okay, let's say Trey Turner wants, I don't know, 300, what, what did what did Corey get, 325? Yeah, it was around that range. I don't know the exact So let's say Trey let's wants see. 327, we'll just say. It's a lot of money to pony up for a guy, right? Now, is he worth it for a 10, 12, 13-year deal? Maybe, right? You know, I mean, that's that's a lot of money to pony up. So at the end of the day, the Dodgers have done a fantastic job of spending their free agent money wisely, right? Yeah. Freddie Freeman's going to, you know, for all intents and purposes, barring a, a catastrophic injury, knocking on wood, he's going to age well, right? That he's going to age well into into what he's doing. Um, uh, you know, even... Again, Walker Beeler, Julio Diaz, Cody Pellinger, all those guys are also going to be up, right? Could you get all of those guys for the same amount of money that it would cost for one trade turn? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to command. I don't know what they're going to ask. Julio Diaz is probably going to be the most expensive one out of all those guys. Walker Beeler would be probably the second most expensive. So that's a lot of money you pony up between five guys, we'll say, right? Because at some point you got to pony, you got to pony up for Tony, and if you want him to be around for a while. And we haven't even, you know, they just re-up Max this week. So, and that was a, a, a very team-friendly deal. Now, the Dodgers are also really good at that, getting team-friendly deals. Austin Barnes, another example of that. You also have to pay Will Smith at some point. So, there's a bunch of guys that you got to pay. And and I, it's not my money, right? I mean, I'm not the billionaire. But at some point, you have to you have to prioritize what it is that you want. And if you can go out and get a shortstop on the market for significantly less, why not? But you also have options in the farm. And and, it, and in the end, this is all capitalism. But this conversation, honestly, is just brought up for the fact because for two reasons. One, I'm bitching because I didn't get my 1988 <laughs> ring and I want my 1988 ring. Hold and, second all, and second of all, there's nothing to talk about with this team. You guys, when I was at the game with super fan number 99, Philip Lopez, we hardly were paying attention to the game. We were just talking to one another because it was such a given that the Dodgers 
We're going to beat this team. And they did this to the reigning Cy Young Award winner. Well, and they so did this, this to Corbin Burns. So I wanted to ask you, is it good or is it bad that the Dodgers are this good? Right now. I'm saying you know, right like I, right now. I, I think it's good. I think the problem that's going to happen is, and, and friend of the carne asada, Dylan Hernandez, wrote an article about this. And, and per usual, Dylan got crapped all over it. Right. If they don't win the World Series, based on the season that they have, they will be looked at as failures. No, I mean that's it, the bad thing. No, that's no, no. It's, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's World Series or bust. I mean, let's be a hundred percent honest. I mean, Eric, I've, I've mentioned this many a time. Eric Caros has said this. You look at the Dodgers. You, you can guarantee they're going to be in the playoffs in some capacity. Right now, it's a matter of what the end game is, and they've all talked about it from Mookie Betts all the way down to you know the minor league guys. It's it's world championship or bust. And and you know what? If that's the pressure they're putting on themselves, and cool, they know the expectation just like we do. Yeah, but I mean, it's like we said at the beginning, it's nitpicking. I mean, I know that some people get a kick out of watching position players pitch, but Hanser Alberto pitched back-to-back games this week. I don't think that's good for baseball. I I, I, I don't. And thank you to Philip. Philip, uh, bring letting us know that Seager signed ten years, three twenty-five. So you were right, Alonzo. But. I don't think it's good for baseball to see position players pitching, especially in back-to-back games. No, and, yeah, yeah. and that and that's what it is. The Dodgers have a 19 and a half game lead. Their magic number is 19. Even if they pay average baseball, and the and the show pods start getting really really hot, they're going to clinch the division by the middle of September. Then they're going to coast, you know, for the rest of the season. And then they got to wait a week because they're going to have a bye for the division series. So they're not going to start playing significant real baseball until, what, maybe the second week in October? Second or third week of, of October? I, yes, it's fun to see your team win, but at the same time, it, it, for them to be that dominant and for me to completely check out in games because it's like a foregone conclusion that this really doesn't matter. I don't know how, if that's no. good for baseball. There that's is the, stuff. Oh, go ahead, Roger. Sorry. I, I was just, I was just going to say like, they are so good right now, right? Like they've got 86 wins, right? And yeah. we're not even, we're not even in September. They'll, they'll exactly. likely have 90 wins by the time September starts. Right. Yeah. So they, they asked Dave Roberts this yesterday. They asked him about the all time win record, right? Which is what, what one sixteen. Yeah. yeah. Right. Dodgers have a, a really good chance to, 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 get that i mean is that something that you would like to see or it's like as or as a player would they would they want to do that like because they have 39 games left right how many games do you think they're going to win those 39 if they continue playing the way they've been playing they're going to win at least 30 right roger right. let me ask remember you what happened in 2017 yeah remember yeah. that september that they had yeah. where they couldn't yeah. win a game for like two weeks well let me ask you this roger what would you care more about winning 116 regular season games or world series no, I mean obviously it's the World Series, but I'm saying like, like once that's once the start, answer every single one of those guys is going to give. You. I mean, but once they start getting closer, say they they they're at 110 wins, 100, like you know they they still think yeah they're going to win the World Series, but do you think they might like be like yeah let's let's get this record you know just something, you know you know what here's the scary thing to me babyface is I don't think they're going to actively try to get it no but I think they're so good. 
that they could probably get it without even trying. These guys are taking Freddie Freeman out in the fifth inning. They are, that's how they're resting guys. Instead of giving Freeman the whole day off, Freeman plays and they take him out in the fifth inning. You're taking out your starters in the middle of the games with, you have two, three, four run leads. But so where that's good though is, is you get to, you get to find out your depth. Like you get to find well, out and, what depth and, you actually have. And that's why I'm saying it's like they don't even have to try and keep their starters in to get to that record. They might be able to get that record just by playing their bench players. Yeah. But it also gives you an opportunity to give a guy like a Cody Bellinger, a guy like a Craig Kimbrell who are still working through yeah. some stuff. I mean, it worked for Max Muncy, right? Max Muncy now, I mean, and we talked about this last year. We'll talk about it again. That's a guy that is not going to hit for average, right? But when Max is on, he's on. And right now he's on. Cody. Well, I- no, you're right, because he was horrible in the beginning of the season, right? Completely yeah. struggling, started turning around. You know who was another guy who didn't have a, a really hot beginning to the season? Uh, and Justin quiet, There you go. He has quietly turned around, and it's like, is it any coincidence? I mean, the Dodgers went 41-9 and nine in their last 50 games. I bet if we look at 50 games ago, what Justin Turner was hitting 50 games ago to what he's hitting now, I think it makes a big difference that all of a sudden Justin Turner hitting, it stretches out that lineup, and and these guys just went on a tear. And, and even in that, it gives you a chance to work on the little things, defense, figuring out who your, who your high-leverage guys are going to be, Craig Kimbrell, who everyone is still pissed at. It gives you a chance to, to figure that sort of stuff out. And even in that, the brutal blow of Luke. Uh-oh. Speaking of brutal blows, who's uh, who's at the let door? Me, let me see. Let we me have see somebody at the gate. Open the gate. Let me just check real quick who that might be. Uh, Mesa, <laughs> para dos personas, por favor. Uh-oh. So, oh, so, someone's asking for a table here. Right. Uh, no, uh, we we Ron, don't have it. a table, but tell them we got a, we, we got some uh, buckets that they can sit on in the, in the backyard. Mesa, uh, let, let, me, let me let me bring him in. Okay. And stopping by that guy, and I that for a few minutes today. Uh, we're joined not by one but two Turners, uh, Courtney and Justin Turner. Thank you guys for stopping by and joining us. Of course, thanks Absolutely. for having us. Yeah, yeah of course. So, so uh, you know, obviously we we could talk baseball, but I want to start with something else. Uh, you guys have a foundation, and I'm kind of curious to know how you guys kind of started up the thing, because when it comes to, you know, philanthropic stuff, usually something kind of has to impact you to get it going. Right. So like, like for me personally, the reason I do stuff, I have a kiddo that had brain cancer. Don't talk about it a lot, do it all in private. And that's kind of what, you know, we started this whole great give back thing and you guys do a lot for the community, a lot. Right. And everyone kind of goes through a different journey. So I was curious, what made you guys kind of, what prompted you guys to just give back as much as you guys have to the community? Yeah. So, you know, throughout my years playing in, in Major League Baseball uh, with the Mets and the and the Dodgers, they've always done a great job of setting up appearances in hospitals, visiting kids, different activations around the cities and in communities to kind of get involved. And we've always really enjoyed doing that. And then in 2016, uh, the Dream Center came to us and, you know, they said they wanted to open this veterans home, this homeless veterans program, uh, but they needed to raise money uh to do that and they asked us if we wanted to put together a golf tournament and call it the justin turner golf classic 
and all the proceeds would go to help open this 25 bed men's veterans program. And we were absolutely on board with it. And I think we threw this tournament together in less than a month. Alicia, you were there. (laughs) (laughs) Out at Brookside. Humble brag. Yeah, (laughs) it was was freezing cold that morning, but it was a success. It was. I think we raised close to like sixty-five, seventy thousand dollars, and Court and I were just in awe. We were like, "Man, if we pull that off in a month, like we can do so much bigger and better things, and impact so many more people, and we can do stuff on our own and not depend on, you know, the Dodgers to have to set up, you know, visits to the, these hospitals and and different schools around the city." So um, that was really how the Justin Turner Foundation started. We kind of you know, got pushed, got pushed into it and then fell in love with it while we were doing it. No, that's, that's absolutely cool. Especially cause it's a great cause, right? You know, you're helping out, you know, veterans, the dream center is a great, great, uh, uh entity that they, they do a lot for the community. The other thing I was curious about is there's a lot of wives, sports wives, cause you know, they have high profile husbands, all that stuff that don't want to have their faces all over the place. Right. They, they just kind of want to lay low. They do the private Instagram thing, which is fine. Cause social media isn't real anyway, but, uh, I was kind of curious, Courtney, what what prompted you to kind of be the face, if you will, because you're out there, right? Everyone knows who Courtney Turner is, especially with your podcast that you guys have as well. Yeah, I think initially, and I still do this, I'll jump out of photos if we're at an event and then I'll wait for someone to say, oh, no, we want you in it. Just because obviously I know people are more excited to meet Justin, but I think, I don't know, it just came naturally just kind of sharing everything, allowing people to get a glimpse into our lives. I think it just makes everything more real and relatable. And I think a lot of times I know some other wives are not as excited for the fan side of it at games when people come up to them and they'll say, why do they care about meeting me? And I I say, you might be the closest they'll ever get to their favorite player, or maybe they admire you in the way you support or you're a good mom. And I think, I don't know, like it's, it's nothing for us to stop and say hi or get involved or even with the foundation, put myself out there. And I think it just makes everything more, don't know impactful relatable real whatever you want to call it fair speaking of impactful alicia you you already humble bragged so i mean you might as well <laughs> you might as well uh just let here. me have one humble brag it was such an amazing turnout event um really quickly back to that first it was freezing cold it was in the valley right and it was windy and we uh we invited oscar de la Oya and and he's a diehard golfer and mm. he still talks about that tournament like he <laughs> loved being there he, he played well, and then he made a big fat donation because he just fell in love with what Justin was saying. Like, he went there to golf, right, and to, and to party and have a good time. That's what tournaments do. But ultimately, golf for good is a thing, and the, it, it, it got you guys so attached to giving back with everything, the golf tournament, the Dream Center, what you guys have coming up pretty soon. It is all for me a love letter like you guys with your Courtney and Justin with your with your association with Southern California all you do for the community is like a love letter to Southern California that's the best way I can explain it because you don't have to do this stuff you could even just write a check and never have to show up or anything but no you guys are always there you're always with your families your parents like you guys just come from such good solid foundations your love for Southern California is real. And now I want to talk about what's coming up in a few weeks because I signed up for the trot. Tell us yes. if people still sign up and what's it helping. 
I have to say, you mentioned Oscar, and I remember being at the event and thinking it was this rinky-dink makeshift event, being like, oh, my God, why is Oscar here? Like, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) We're surprised by that. But, yeah, we've come a long way. We have our Turner Trot 5K coming up on September 4th. Last year we did it, but it was virtual. So this year is the first one we're allowed to be taking it to the streets. So it starts at Dodger Stadium. We'll go down Sunset. Uh, along Echo Park Lake, if you want to hop on a swung boat, and <laughs> end up at the Dream Center, which is like a perfect. I just like the journey of Dodger Stadium to the Dream Center with, you know, thousands of supporters taking the streets and fundraising and and being out there. I just, I don't know. We we're talking about how crazy to shut down Sunset Boulevard for our foundation. It's just going to be wild. So we're so excited. We're so excited. When I saw your name sign up, I was like, <laughs> okay, she's it. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're super excited. I think I was challenging you guys to come out with me. What do you guys say? Are you gonna? You don't have to run it. That's why I love that you called it a trot, the Turners, because you can trot, you can walk, you, you know, whatever. You can salsa, whatever. Just get it done and get to the dream center, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be walking. I'll be jogging ish. I'm still dealing with my. Uh, hand injury similar to Vase's but I'll be out there kind of walking along the course I want people to bring their families out and just kind of enjoy it and um yeah no pressure no one has to make an Olympic time with their mile or anything right just get to the dream center and I love that all proceeds go there you get a shirt um can people still sign up when when is the last day to sign up we'll actually take registration probably right up to that morning but Um uh, we encourage people to sign up early. They can go to turnertrot.com. Just makes it easier on us so we don't have to be rush ordering t-shirts and medals at the last minute. So <laughs> definitely eases a lot of pressure on us. But yeah, definitely more spots available for everyone that wants to come out and support. And if they're not in LA or they can't do it that day, we have a virtual option still. So they can sign up, get the shirt, the medal, all the goodies, and then just complete the 3.1 miles on their own wherever they're comfortable. Yeah, guys, uh, last year I did the virtual. I was in Mammoth with my parents. And so there I am by myself with my shirt. And then I was excited <laughs> to take my picture with my medal. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's That's still really fun. Crazy. Yeah, but it'll be much better to actually have a real finish line this year and have everyone out there all together. Uh, Lonzo, Juan, you guys want to do the trot with me? Pressure. Okay. I, I will definitely be there. Uh, Yay! Courtney, last time we spoke was at Ping Pong for Purpose, and uh, you shared with me that you're on Duolingo. So, ¿cómo va tu español? (laughs) 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 We are an all Latino podcast. We're talking to the raza here, Courtney. Do you know how, I mean, you're going to get street cred when everybody knows that you're a bilingue. I'm far from it. I took Japanese in high school. I just really totally missed out on that. And I'm on day 199 of the app. And it's so different when you have to apply it in a real life setting and try to do it. And it was funny, we're in Cabo and he's like, oh, but everyone obviously there is, they're looking at you like, why are you speaking English at you're trying to get your table? But I'm like, okay, um, una mesa para dos personas, por favor. And they're like, there you go. They're like, they're like table wow, for two. What a <laughs> what a gringo. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but at least I don't know. I try. It's funny. It just I feel like it's you're good at it because you're around guys and you try to ha- you make have your teammates. Oh, speak Spanish only to me, so you can pick it up. And playing in the Dominican, I feel like you picked up a lot of that, like the real life application of it. But it's so different on the app in bed and 
I don't know. I need to get better about using it in person for sure. That's I'll work on it. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you about Women's Day because, as everyone knows, uh, the, the wives, the partners, the women involved with all the Dodger players chose walk-up songs. And you chose the classic Wrecking Ball. We need to know, how, where, how did that come about? Okay, so we were in Cabo again, one of our favorite places, at dinner for the All-Star break when was this 2016 with Scott Casimir and his wife. And we are at this sushi restaurant and there was this amazing string duo that was playing kind of like top 40 songs. And we heard them do Wrecking Ball. And we were just, I don't know, it just kind of caught us. And then we ended up getting married in Cabo. And I chose that song to walk down the aisle to. I just think Miley's out there. She's wacky. But I feel like I'm a little goofy and Justin never tries to you know, dim my light or say, tone it down. He just kind of lets me be me. So I thought it was a perfect song to kind of have that big moment walking down the aisle. And then funny story, there was a little glitch at our wedding, as you'll call it. And Justin actually wasn't at the end of the aisle. I was just walking towards oral at one point only. And so (laughs) it just kind of like, I don't know, it, it marks the start of our marriage, but it also is just, I don't know, attached to a couple fun memories for us you want to bail yourself out on i feel like i have to elaborate elaborate on this story he wasn't like like runaway groom or anything (laughs) they had the the wedding planners i guess they had me like off to the side while everyone was like filing in or whatever and the girl was playing her violin and no one knew that she was walking down the aisle to wrecking ball i was literally the only person that knew this so I'm like sitting there and I'm all the music's going, blah, blah, blah. And then I hear her start cranking out Miley Cyrus, like Wrecking Ball. I'm like, oh, crap. I said, hey, like, <laughs> this is the song she's walking down the aisle to. Shouldn't I be up there? And he's like, no, no, no. Hold on. And he's like on his earpiece. <laughs> Should service. we get Justin up there? And he's like, man, they're not answering. I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to be up there. Like, she's this is what she's walking down the aisle to. He's like, no, no, no. One more second. One more second. Let me try to get a hold of him. And I'm like... Bro, go. like, I'm going to miss my wedding if I don't get <laughs> up there. And he's like, you know what? Go, just go, just go. So I, like, come up the steps on the side. And by the time I get up to where, like, the um, ceremony is, everyone's standing up and facing the back because court's getting ready to walk down. I was already going. And so I just, like, <laughs> snuck up. The only people that saw me sneak in were my groomsmen because I walked right past them and then stood up by oral. And then as court walked down and everyone turned around, I'm sure a lot of people were probably like, wait, how did he get up there? Because no one saw me come in. It's a magic act. <laughs> you, if you weren't up there, I would have had like 150 of my closest friends and family and a really great party if you would have bailed on me. Sure. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I want to segue to some controversy on Women's Day. That homewrecker, Maybelle Blair, oh. and how she basically... <laughs> sexually harassed Justin on the pitcher's mound. I will say this before I get to your guys' response. I do love your response, Courtney. You were a savage baby face. I think you have it, right? (laughs) I thought that was classic, but Justin, you were such a good sport. Did you expect her to just, I mean, I was at the game and literally everybody was like, what is happening right now? I got so many texts. Yeah, so I ran out there. I, I didn't talk to her before we went out there. I, I, I came out <clears throat> excuse me, I came out to catch the first pitch 
And when I squatted down, she yelled at me. She's like, you better make me look good. Oh, you framed it. Well. And I was like, all right, maybe I was like, I got you. And she threw it and, and it was a good first pitch. I mean, she's 94 years old, Five. 95 yeah. years old. Yeah. I mean, quality first pitch. Right. And I catch it and I frame it. And I was like, I told you I'd make you look good. And when I go out there, I go to hand her the ball. I'm like, nice job, Maybell, way to go. And then she just starts like, like <laughs> caressing my beard. And she's like, oh, it looks so much better when it's short. I don't know what that crap was in 2017. <laughs> I think old ladies get away with a lot. You've had a lot of players say like, oh, my grandma loves you. And then they come over and they're yeah. like rubbing. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, these no one like bats an eye at them. They just <laughs> play with whatever they want. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Growing up as a ginger, a redhead, I had everyone's grandma. Literally everyone's grandma would come up to me and be like, oh, my gosh, I love your hair. I, I just wish I could get that color in a bottle. Every single It is crazy. Everyone wants my hair color. Who's, As a person that's married to a ginger, I can confirm that's a thing. Like it happens yeah. all the like pe random people will come up to my wife and be like, Oh, your your hair is so beautiful. I wish I could can I touch it? And it's just like what? I don't I don't know you. <laughs> and congratulations in order, uh, Courtney, because I believe you just completed the quest of stadium chasing, right? You hit all thirty of them. Uh, so this is for both of you. Courtney, what is your favorite stadium? And Justin, have you now played in all stadiums or are you missing any? Yeah, I've got 31, actually. Your last was White Sox, I think, a few a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I have 33 if you count Mexico and Australia. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then old Atlanta and new Atlanta. So. I just missed I just missed old Yankee Stadium and uh, Shea um, by a year. I debuted in September in Minnesota, of two thousand nine. Right? So Minnesota? I played in the dome in Minnesota in college. I didn't play there in Pro Ball, so I don't know if you wow. want to count that. I don't think it counts. Awesome. He's been everywhere. But yeah, she hit all thirty in Kansas City. What's your favorite? Favorite? That's hard. I I find something to like about all of them, except I I struggle to find something I liked about Oakland. Um, no offense there and it's just I don't know the concourse was so tiny and this lady picked a fight with me in line to get tickets and I just don't have any fun the drums are just nonstop. but I that was probably the only one um I hope they go to Vegas wow I mean that <laughs> me with a good time I don't know I feel like San Diego is always a good one food wise and just we like going there I love a walkable city but I don't know I love going to both stadiums in Chicago because I'm from Indiana. I think New York is always fun. Miami, even though they're kind of toned it down, I feel like it used to be a little more of a party there. Um, I don't know. I really – I can find something I love about all of them. Milwaukee's great. Pittsburgh. There it is. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's my number one. I love yeah. walking to the stadium. I don't know. There's something about just being able to – stroll on over and I don't know. Although this last year in Pittsburgh or this year in Pittsburgh, we were really disappointed because – you know, one of the highlights is the backdrop and the Clemente Bridge and Center. Yeah. And this year, the whole bridge was tarps because they yeah. were cleaning it, and it was just a huge eyesore. Yeah. I, I, I told everyone, "Oh, yeah, go to Pittsburgh. It's great." Like, <laughs> and then we just got like a big circus tent in center field. It was like they were doing termites for the. the <laughs> So let me ask you guys a design question. I feel I'm 17, so that's why I, I'm like, congratulations! I got 17 yeah. down. 
But I started noticing, I feel like a lot of them were copying Camden Yards. Like when I go in there, after a while, I'm like, you know, start, some of these stadiums are all starting to look the same to me, except yeah. for the ones that are, like, of course, the older ones like Fenway and Wrigley are great. Yeah. And the design, I, I, I know I'm going to piss off Babyface. I'm going to piss off everyone. But look, that stadium up with the hated ones up against the Bay, the Bay you know, Giant Stadium, that's that's a beautiful stadium. I mean, yeah. say, say what you will. I mean, that's a, that's a beautiful stadium. For one of your senses, just for the eyes. Everything yeah. else is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's, very, it's like a hostile environment there. And it got yeah. worse, I feel like, this season after the playoffs last year. I don't know. It's tough. Like, even walking the concourse, if you wear anything Dodgers, like, people are just, like, throwing a shoulder into you. It's like, okay, hi. I, I it's got, so, it, so it's really yeah. – yeah, they, they were there were guys cussing at me and my sister walking, yeah. and I'm like, we're just here to watch the game. Like, I'm like, the game hasn't started. Are you drunk already? Like, what's going on? <laughs> it was the bad. Food, the, our... the food in the Bay Area is not that great, and that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. searching for food, and I was kind of like, eh. But I feel like Dodger fans take over every stadium. Like, I feel yeah. like every time you guys are on the road, all I see is blue everywhere. I tell these guys all the time, if it's not for the Dodgers, Major League Baseball's attendance would be in the crapper. Yeah, we lead attendance every year at home and on the road. So uh, the Dodger faithful are everywhere. We travel well. We feel the support. We feel the love. And it's it's pretty amazing. And it's cool getting to – have guys come over from other teams like you know joey gallo and hansers first year with the dodgers and like getting to talk with those guys about like just how different it is and i mean you know joey was with the yankees and obviously they made it everyone made a big deal about his experience there and the yankees travel pretty well but just the love and, and support that we get everywhere is i think it doesn't go unnoticed by the players I always joke that if you're in the bathroom at a road game where the Dodgers are there and you hear the eruption of cheers, you used to assume the other team just hit a home run. And then now you have to check and it's most yeah, likely the sure. Dodgers hit a home run, especially <laughs> San Diego. It's always like the stadium just goes crazy. You're like, oh, Dodgers hit a home run. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, we, I know we got to set you guys loose. Uh, if uh, I will be joining the Turner Trot from an airplane because I, I will be traveling that day. But, I uh, think you're going to win. <laughs> that's, right like that's that's the only way i gotta cheat uh, there we go justin slash 5k or turnertrot.com uh go there sign up do what we're all gonna do register and for for uh, two-thirds of us that are gonna be there in person uh you know go go and do the damn thing because that is kind of wild that they're closing sunset boulevard for okay. for uh for your event especially you know for for charity that's the other insane thing it's in congratulations to you guys because that's a that's not an easy thing to do especially for permitting yeah. thank you and also if anyone wants to fundraise too there's some good fundraising packages on there some yeah check out uh check out all things turner J justin turner foundation.com i am having a hard time seeing that because i don't have my glasses on so i apologize turner all there. yeah is <laughs> the easy one it'll take you directly to it uh, but uh, but thank you guys for joining us. Thank the dogs too uh, for for them pulling up the uh, so cute. your uh, the fact that your min pin is a uh, is much more chill than my min pin is. Uh, I know what that means. That means one more. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. Wait, and what's the dog's name again? I'm sorry. That's moonshine. That's moonshine. Moonshine, moonshine has its own page. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Moonshine is a lot more tame than my Minpin. My Minpin would be assaulting me for food right now. So that's uh... a. <laughs> no, she's obsessed with his beard. It's like she's fine. Another homewrecker. that's his girl for sure (laughs) well from uh thank you you, thank you guys again for joining us we really appreciate you guys uh stopping by and let's do it again yes thank you so much thank you guys i can't believe you called that lady a homewrecker one and and she's 95 bro dude i was there i was there live i mean it was awkward bro i mean she was she was yeah, she was having a moment, like, totally, <clears throat> like, it wasn't just, like, one caress. She kept caressing his face, and all of us were just sitting there looking at each other going, what is happening right now? Like, if Was it on the were... Jumbotron? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sick. It was on the Jumbotron. I think, oh, no, it wasn't on Spectrum. I think they played it afterwards. Yeah. But all I was waiting for was the bounce-ka-bounce-bounce music to start playing. <laughs> I mean, Juan, Juan, you have a nice trim beard. I mean, I, I'm going to see if I can get her to come on the show, and maybe she can, you know. Sure. We, I mean, did you see her when, when she was getting interviewed during the game with Hershizer and and, yeah. and Joe Davis? Did she yeah. feel up Joe Davis? She was Hershizer? getting very handsy with both of them. Like Good for her. She, she, you know, I mean, she was giving, let's just say she was giving a uh, a lesson in, in flirting. There was, to, uh, uh, to, there was to some court- heavy flirting going on there. To Courtney's point, old people get away with a lot of stuff, though. Hey, you know, God, God bless her. She, uh, she shot her shot, you know. So, the if you recall the critically acclaimed, uh, I think Oscar-winning film Bad Grandpa, uh, <laughs> it, that proves to you that uh, that you can, if you're an old person, you can get away with just about anything. Ah, uh, no, absolutely. But you know what? I, you can't say enough about Justin Turner. No, I, I for those of us that go to the games, whenever they recognize the veteran of the game, it's in the second inning, right, Babyface? Yeah. Um, at that point, you know, when the veteran is coming off the field and going back to the seats, Justin Turner is always there to to welcome them and and yeah, I think you do see it sometimes when they come back from commercial yeah. but he's always shaking their hands and he's giving them a signed baseball I I mean what this guy does and, and I don't think he calls attention to himself so that's why for me it's genuine uh, his philanthropy uh and it, I mean he was he's just a very good guy No and and, and, and even that he uh he everything he does he uh he does it with meaning you know what I mean? So like the the trial, the Turner trial that we were talking about, uh, it, it's it's with meaning, right? You're putting it's for Los Angeles, of course, right? But to help the Dream Center, and then he's showcasing Los Angeles at the same time. That's that's the absolute thing that I love about JT is he he puts it on for LA the right way. Yeah. And what is so what is so cool too about is what he's doing. It's most of the time you know, guys start a foundation, they'll kind of you know cater to one thing. Yeah. JT he's all over them, veterans, you yeah. know kid is cancer you know whatever whatever he can help and he's there but also it just shows you the the character right like, like he's a character guy he, he's going about stuff the right way even in the clubhouse that that dude you could tell is is going about stuff the right way he's that major leaguer everyone kind of looks out for you know so good for them uh if, if you haven't uh please go sign up for the turner trot uh just like they said uh justin turner foundation.com slash 5k or uh the turner trot dot com uh, and if please. you guys do sign up, make sure you look for La Princesa de Picolandia sí. and myself. We will be there. Uh, I don't know if we've committed Babyface because Babyface has an injury. Uh, for yeah. a, lot, a lot of people don't, a lot of our listeners don't know, but 
Babyface is a marathon runner, and uh, I think uh, you almost had your leg amputated, right, a few years ago, Babyface. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because yeah, last were, year. Yeah, yeah. You were smoking. But I'm, everybody. I'm, I'm healed now. I think I'm pretty good. I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, he didn't compete in the Boston Marathon because there was there was amputation talk. Yeah, and 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 he actually, you know, Babyface won that twice. Oh, he just chose not to make his name public. Well, good he for him. He just didn't want to embarrass anyone. Did so. he? Uh, maybe he did it with a moniker of a heel. Yeah, you know, he's a humble guy. Yeah, good for you. Good for you, Babyface. Uh, and uh, and and for humble as well. Again, uh, JustinTurnerFoundation.com. Uh, do the thing. I will be joining from an airplane, like I said, because I'll be traveling for work. But uh, go join because all the proceeds are going to benefit the Dream Center. Uh, that's where the uh, the Turner Trot's going to end. Uh, it's going to start up at uh, at the ravine and end at the Dream Center. So, uh, so, so please do join. Remember that time that you said there wasn't anything to talk about, Juan? Yeah. Uh, there actually is something to talk about. Walker Beeler had Tommy John surgery. There we go. Um, so, I mean, that's the kind of the preposterous <laughs> thing, though, right? Walker Beeler has Tommy John surgery second time, um, and yet they're still playing out of their minds. But, uh, but that means Walker's down for a while. That means he probably won't come back until the end of next season, maybe. Um, I, I think twenty twenty four. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I don't think that's he's why I say back. maybe. Um, does that worry you any? I'm just curious since you uh, since it's doom and gloom with you. I figured you'd be the one to start with as far as that goes. You know what? It doesn't worry me, and you know why it doesn't worry me. I I trust the Dodgers, man, because let me tell you, the guy we keep hearing about in the minor leagues, Gavin Stone. Yeah. I had no clue who the hell Gavin Stone was in the beginning of the year. He was never listed as any of the prospects. And when we had friend of the Carnesada, Juan Toribio, on the show, when Toribio said, hey, trade everyone for Soto because all the Dodgers are going to do is draft new guys, yeah. and then they turn those guys into studs. Yeah. I, I will say this. I think the person who should be concerned is Walker Bueller because if Walker Bueller comes back in 2024, that's his walk year. So he's going to have a lot of pressure to not only stay healthy that season, but he's going to have to have a monster season if he wants to get paid. That's the first thing. And, and Babyface and I talked about this. That's the first thing that came to mind was like, this is his second Tommy John. Okay. He technically has not gotten his big payday yet. Right. So the, the timing on this was horrible. And I know that this isn't apples to, to apples, but you know who was the first person that came to mind? I kept thinking of Tim Lincecum. Do you guys remember Lincecum? How he Big was just dominant Jim. for a few years, and then the injuries came, and then he was out of baseball. But they're two different players, though, if we're going to be completely honest. Uh, so, I mean, Lincecum, not a knock on him, you know, but, it, I mean, his injuries also just built up. But his delivery is not anywhere to what the smoothness is of Walker Beeler's. Let's just, you know, call a spade a spade. But I do think I will say this based on what the Dodgers did this week with Max Muncie resigning him, they approached him even during the struggles, right? About doing that extension. I think one way or another, Walker's going to get paid, whether it's by the Dodgers or somebody else. Someone's going to give him the bag. Do you uh, think they'll do the Blake Trinan thing? Because I heard Friedman talk about why they they extended Blake Trinan while he was injured, yeah. and he basically said, you know, he he did that to allow. Trying in the comfort of just focus on getting healthy. Don't worry about the contract. Do you think they'll they'll do that with Walker Bueller? If there's a guy I would do it with, that's a high leverage guy that you want to have in your rotation. It's Walker Bueller. That that would make a lot of sense to do that because he's already proven 
what he the, the, he hasn't even hit a ceiling is the crazy part. But you know he's already proven what he is. He, he's a front line start in Major League Baseball. So you know pay him whatever, give him the comfort because a lot of guys do worry about that if they get hurt, especially if they're on a year to year situation. So pay him, get him sorted out, let him heal up, and then like you guys are saying, like I said, I said twenty twenty three maybe. The uh, the realistic you know return is probably twenty four, but you know crazier things have happened because this is his second Tommy John, so he might come back totally bionic. Who the hell knows? Uh, so that means they're going to get him at a discount then. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily know if it means discount, bro, because at the end of the day, it's it's you know what have you done for me lately? But a lot of guys get paid on past performance. CC Corey Seager, so it yeah. wouldn't surprise me if they still give him a boatload of money because that's a guy you still want to have in your rotation. He's only he's not even. What is he, 26, 27, uh, 28 maybe? I honestly don't know how old he is, but he's not He's not 30. He's not on the wrong side of 30 either. So for me, worth it. Um, but, uh, but Roger, I was kind of curious what you thought about that too. I mean, I'm kind of worried not as far as like the Dodgers' success going forward pitching-wise. I'm kind of worried more about Walker, you know, because this is his second Tommy John. Like how is he going to respond to this? How is he going to come back? You know, how many pitchers do we see that have had two Tommy Johns and still are pitching at elite level? You know, that's what I'm kind of more worried about. Like, is this going to be an issue now, you know, once he comes back? Like, how, like how's he going to respond? You know, and I, I saw a picture that was posted online. You know, he laying down, you know, he has bandage up here and he's bandaged up on his left wrist. And I'm like, people are wondering, why do you have another bandage like on his left? I guess he had to take another nerve from from his left wrist to 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 uh to fix his, his you know for the Tommy John because he already had to use the one on his right so he's out of nerves so <laughs> but they know. can do cadavers they they can do cadavers you should donate your nerves baby face if you're Just a real Dodger fan yeah. if you're a real Dodger fan you should give up a nerve to help Walker Bueller and Walker's yeah. only twenty eight he just turned twenty eight yeah yes I mean so that that that's just kind of that's what I'm worried about how's he going to respond you know when he comes back what type of pitcher is he going to be no, I mean if if I mean if if we learned anything after that first Tommy John, I think it was okay. You know, I mean it's just one of those. It is what it is. But uh, I'm trying to think of two guys. I'm trying to think of uh, there's a name that I am totally forgetting. Well, I I know Brian Wilson had two. Yeah, Brian Wilson's one. There's an and I'm totally forgetting the other name. And I know it's not easy to. Uh, oh man, Quo. Uh, uh, Hung Shi Quo. Hung Shi Quo. He had two. Um, and actually, I think he had he had more than two, if I'm not mistaken. I think he had four. Um, yeah, uh, he blew out his left elbow. I think like in 2002, and he had it reconstructed a couple times. Um, but anyway, Walker Beeler has a huge upside, so I'm I'm not worried about it. But there, Juan, I'm sorry to report this to you. You can get the cadaver. Well, look, here's the thing, though. In 2024, what is and Philip Lopez brings this. And by the way, uh, welcome back, Galley Fizzle. Uh, thanks for joining us. There's a new person on the live I've never seen before, but I love his name. David wants a taco. David, welcome to to the live. Thanks for joining us. I know you enjoyed our interview well, with the Turners. Why is Juan disappearing today? Yeah, no, I just have one of those things. You know what it is? I, I'm. It's Back to the Future. If anybody's seen it. Uh. Uh, but no, look, <laughs> if, if the Dodgers in 2024, right, do you Spock. guys think Bobby Miller's going to be up by 2024? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, for if, sure. yeah, for sure. yeah. Uh, you're going to have Bobby May now, Brian Pipio. 
I mean, Bobby Dustin May. May. Dustin May. May. I don't know what the, what the hell's on. I'm focusing on the fact that I'm literally disappearing here. I think Marty McFly isn't uh, didn't get to Biff yet. Uh, uh, duct so- tape aficionado Juan Ramirez <laughs> disappearing. There we go. So uh, the thing is, is these young guys who are currently blocked might be up by 2024. Will Kershaw still be around in 2024? I mean, will Julio be around in 2024? That's the big That's question. The big yeah. I know we all think Julio is gone, but it, it, it's just one of those things where is there even going to be room? I, I, I don't want to say that Bueller is going to get Wally pipped, but if the Dodgers, if these guys are as good as everyone says they are, like we haven't seen Gavin Stone yet. Let's see if he really uh, he, is. He, yeah, he might be up. He, I mean, he'll probably be up if you know if he's playing the way he is. He'll be up by that time. Let me ask you a sincere question, one. Yeah. Who would you rather have? Would you have a? Well, you know what? Before before I ask that question, I'll, I'll preface it with this. Um, okay, of the free agent pitchers in twenty, we'll say twenty twenty three. We'll we'll just go with that. You have the the Jacob Degroms of the world, Carlos Rodon, Noah Syndergaard. Verlander, those those are kind of like your 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 upper echelon free agents. Julio, right? Julio will be a free agent that year. Well, twenty three uh, isn't Julio a free agent in twenty four? Twenty three at oh, the end of twenty three. So assuming Julio's as good as gone, right? Yeah, you have the, those are your front line guys that, that you have options on. Um, would you take a waiver on Walker Beeler, knowing what he has done for you in the past, including getting you a championship in twenty? Yeah, I, I would, and I think the Dodgers would too, but it's a numbers game, right? right? I mean, there was a period, I don't know how many seasons ago, where the Dodgers had seven starters going into the beginning of the season, and everybody was like, they have too many pitching, they have too much pitching, and then what, two months into the season, they had like four or five injuries to the starting staff. So you can never have a, a, enough pitching, but we're having this conversation now I think it's a given that Dustin May should be in the rotation for the playoffs. But there oh, are yeah. certain people that believe he is not going to be in the starting rotation in the playoffs. I don't that see how he's not. They think you roll with Urias, you roll with Gonsolin, you roll with Anderson. And because of the fact is he going to – and Kershaw. Okay. Now, if Kershaw doesn't come back – then I think Dustin May moves into the rotation. I agree with you. I think Dustin May should be in the playoff rotation, even if he doesn't continue to pitch as the way this guy throws 100 miles per hour. Even if he makes a mistake, it's kind of hard to cash in on the someone throwing in 100 miles an hour. Well, I mean, but, the other thing, too, is if you use him as a super reliever, I mean, that's not a bad option either, right? But you're also forgetting about one other guy, the Heen Dog. I think he's going to the bullpen for the playoffs. And see, this is what, again, going back to my point at the beginning of the season, we are not even into September yet, and this is what we're relegated to talking about, Alonzo, because this team, anybody want to bitch and moan about how this team is playing right now is just, you guys think I'm a hater. I mean, if anybody's going to bitch and moan about the Dodgers right now, or you're literally fighting, we have to worry. We have to talk about the playoffs. No, but but even well, I mean, there is one other thing that I was going to bring up. It does kind of affect the Dodgers. Uh, I wanted to talk about it uh, as we wrap up before we head into our predictions. Uh, Someone got popped for the for the gas this week, this past week, and and I know you guys uh, talked about it, you know, briefly, but uh, but I wasn't. You want to give your two cents? I I, I do. Because he had that press conference thing, right, where he, yeah, he apologized okay. and all that. 
I think he was sincere, but I also think that he he he's a kid, right? How much of a jackass were you? Clarify for people who didn't who don't know who you're talking about. So Fernando Tatis tested positive for the gas. And and the main reason I wanted to talk about it because I know there's one person that's going to be fired up on on this group chat and his name is Babyface. But uh, here's the thing: I, should he, should you ever cheat? No, hundred percent no. I am I'm, I'm anti steroids. As a matter of fact, you guys know my stance. I don't even think steroids make you hit the ball any better. I think that's all bullshit. But he's a kid, right? And how much of a dumbass were you when you were a kid? When you were 21, 22, 23? You're a dumbass. Let's, let's just call a spade a spade. I was a dumbass. Everyone was a dumbass. Now, uh, do I think he was genuine with his uh, his remorse? Yeah, I do. I do. But at, at some point, you know, you, obviously you're going to get held accountable for the stuff that you do, right? And that's that's a big deal. Now, now the worry is everywhere that dude's going to go for the rest of his career, he's a cheater, right? Yeah. yeah. Everywhere he's going to go. Doesn't matter if, if they trade him to wherever, my man's always going to be called a cheater. That's unfortunate, but that's, you know, you reap what you sow. I don't buy the story, if I'm being honest with you, of the ringworm. I think that's bullshit, too. But he's also a kid. And he's, he's, he, now the way that everyone's going to look at it is, oh, well, this three, I forgot what they gave him, three, 15, three, something like that, some preposterous amount of money for however long. Now he's not a leader. Now all that. They haven't even started paying him yet. That's the crazy part. That's yeah. the part I was getting to. Now they have. Now they 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 haven't paid him yet, and then you have all this lingering over him. But yet he's still a kid. I he looked like a deer in the headlights, and I feel bad for the guy. But at the same time, I I, I I'm. It's the Padres, right? The way that they've gone about stuff hasn't no knock on Padres fans, but I'm sorry your franchise handles stuff a little, shall we say, nonchalant. But uh. But he's still a kid, and he's still he, – I mean, that's the other insane thing. He's been in the show now f- three years, four years? Three. I think it's three. Three? And he made a mistake. Now, Roger, <laughs> I wanted to hear from you. What What is your what is your take on, on the Tatis thing before before Juan chimes in? Well, I mean, we, we talked about it last week. I mean, it's just – has well, it, now, that, now that he's had now that he's had the the, the conference and everything is, is what I'm alluding. To. Has anything changed since the 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 press conference that he had? Did you hear no. anything from him that made you look at him differently? No, I mean, of course, everyone is remorseful when they get caught, right? You're remorseful, and and yeah, he made a mistake, and now he's going to pay for it for the rest of his career. Like I said, now we're not going to know like. When he came, like I said last week, when he came into Dodger Stadium and he hit those five, six jacks and went out of the stadium, was he juiced? Now going forward, when he hits a home run, oh, he's juiced, right? Yeah. That's that's gonna follow him now for making a mistake. And yeah, you're a kid, and yeah, when we're 22, 23 years old, we're different. We were not professional ball players. These guys are in the show. They're they're they gotta be different. They have to have a different mentality. They have to know what's going on because they're not just normal normal 22, 23 year old kids. These guys are in the show. So that, you know, he has to take account, you know, accountability for. I mean, I don't know. Did Robinson Cano, you know, make that much of an impact on him while he was there? Who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, here we talked about this last week, and I know that it's not, again, an apples to apples comparison. But I'm going to bring him up, and that, that was Puig. I think what what was surprising to me, and I mentioned this again already, was how hard his teammates came at him when it first dropped. Right. 
And it didn't seem like they really had his back at when he was doing this press conference. And I mean, to and well, and I get it. Maybe they're trying different tactics with him to try to get the message to him. Maybe it was a little bit of tough love. But who did they try that with? They tried that with Puig. They started talking blatantly, openly, how pissed they were with Puig. And Puig never came around. So I am curious to see if that D starts to get it. Because remember that surgery he kept putting off? He didn't want to have that surgery. Now all of a sudden he's having that surgery. So is that a sign of he gets it now? And he's going to start, you know, being in line with everybody. He's going to start working with the organization. Or is this going to be, again, this is a guy who's going to keep making mistakes. And it's just going to be frustrating because it's wasted talent. I, I, I mean, oh, go ahead, pa- Padres even kept him off of their promotional stuff for the, for next year for the, the, oh, they, 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 they yeah. took him off of next year too. Yeah. He's not like, they came out with, you know, their, their schedule, you know, Soto's on there, you know, Machado, uh, no, and no Tatis. It's well, like but a lot of it comes back down to is is you you you're, you're supposed to be the guy, right? You're like when you get a contract like that, you're supposed to be the guy. Manny Machado is supposed to be the guy. I I I am not a fan of how Manny Machado conducts himself on the field. Could it be completely different in the clubhouse? Sure, I don't know the guy, but but I, I I'm not a fan of how he goes about it. But also, the the reason that I'm suspect about that is, I mean, they've had public spats in the dugout, right? Yeah. Nolan Arenado is passionate about stuff, and that's why he gets in people's faces. Different, different things. Competitive. The way, again, the the way that they have had it, it out in dugouts is completely different than than what it should be. Point being, if 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 Tatis is supposed to be your guy, you know what I mean for the face of the franchise. They're they're trying. A lot of people were even saying could be the face of baseball at some point. Now all that's gone. All that's gone. And and I don't want to use this comparison because it's it's like you said it's not apples to apples. But I go back to Andy Pettit. When Andy Pettit, yeah. t- when he when he did all the stuff that he did, he was outright and forthcoming about everything that he did. And then you look at Roger Clemens with how he's gone about stuff, and Alex Rodriguez even. Alex yeah. Rodriguez burned a lot of bridges, right? All because he said no, I didn't. I'm glad that that these did not do that. At least he came out and admitted, yeah, I did. The the, the excuse was lame. At this point, I mean, you could have had, I don't know, you could have had an amputated leg like Roger almost had, and and you still, you know, could have given me that excuse, and I still wouldn't believe you because at the end of the day, you know what you're putting in your body. You, those those guys make enough money, and they have the doctors to know what they're putting in the body. That's the other reason why I don't necessarily believe Barry Bonds when he says, "Oh no, I didn't know it was in the cream, bro." But you, you know all that stuff. So, long story short, I feel bad for the guy. I do. Um, you know, but, but I only, but, but my sympathy only goes so far because at the end of the day, to Roger's point, yeah, you may be 22, 23 and you're a jackass, but yeah, you, you have enough major leaguers around you too, that you should know what you're doing. But I, I do feel bad for the guy. And also your dad played in the show. So, so you, you know, you should know better, but I do feel bad for the guy. And also I feel bad for Padres fans because I mean, look at it, look how everything has gone down for them. Right. Like here they were on cloud nine at the trade deadline and all that's gone. Look, I I mean, slumps are real, man. Uh, And, and if anybody had an answer for a slump and anybody could figure them out, nobody would get in slump. Right. (laughs) 
I mean, I I thought the show pods would be competitive. I thought they would give the Dodgers more of a fight. There's no way that I thought going into September that the Dodgers would have an almost 20-game lead uh, on the show pods. Did not have that on my bingo card. I think that that organization is going to be at a crossroads real quick because if they don't make the playoffs this year and then next year you start having the same issues, they might blow it up. And these are guys who ended up spending a lot of money. Like, I am fully expecting that if the pod, if the show pods are not competitive in that last year of Soto's contract, Soto's going to get traded. They're going to try to replenish everything they got from the farm. And I don't think that's good for baseball, man. The Dodgers need to have some, some, some sort of competition. How great was last year? Yes, I know it was very stressful. But the fact that the Giants and the Dodgers, especially that it was the Giants and the Dodgers, were going at it towards the last day of the season, that's what keeps eyes on the game. And that's what we need. I mean, that's what baseball needs. They need people to be invested on it. I don't think it's – I know Dodger fans love that the show pads are going through this right now. I know they love it, right? But a a competitive show pods team, it's better for baseball. But not only better for baseball, I think it's better for the Dodgers because if they know that they have someone chasing them, then they, they it's going to bring out the best in them every single series because they I mean they always know they they talk about it they go into you know they don't intentionally go to lose a series right like we yeah. talked about it when the season started when they got swept by the Pirates if I'm not mistaken yeah I forgot who else they got swept at by at home at home and now they're 19 and a half up on the Padres no no one's I mean mathematically no one is close to them. it's not even close. And so, go ahead. I was gonna say, we'll see how the Padres respond next weekend, right? They're coming back to LA yeah. to see if if they put up more of a fight than a couple of weeks ago. And I think I actually think when the Dodgers actually go back to San Diego, it would be next month. I think they're gonna go back. Uh, I think uh, I think you're right. I think that's maybe where you might see the Padres a little bit, you know, with a little bit more umph if nothing happens next week, just because they they kind of tend to play you know, a little better with their home crowd. But if the Dodgers go in there and win two out of three again, I mean, it's over. I, I don't even think the Padres will make the playoffs. Speaking of next month, we're already going to be heading into September. So we should get those predictions, yeah? Yeah, I mean, so let's recap uh, last week. So uh, last week we were all feeling ourselves and we all thought the Dodgers were going to win. Whoa, whoa, gonna go no, four no, and two. no we, because I wasn't here. <laughs> So that, that, that's there's no we here. One guilt by association, my friend. Wow. So uh, none of us won, but you know who did win? Who's that? The listeners. The listeners uh, were the ones that kept uh, that one, and in particular, it was Linda, uh, the princessa of Picolandia. So I guess she would be the reina of Picolandia. One, she picked the Dodgers going five and one. So she was actually the only winner last week. So let me update the standings. I still am in first place. So you guys are still, I mean, it's like a broken record. We haven't haven't scored like in three months. Every week I come on here telling you guys I'm in first place. So I'm in first place with seven. First of all, sir, uh, uh, I wasn't here last week. So I call bullshit on the, the, I am in the lead. Hey man, these are statistics, man. Wow. Stats don't lie. You're gonna be Stats that guy now. Okay. All right. I yes. have I have seven. Alicia and Alonzo have six. So really, the, to to Roger's point, the needle hasn't. Moved. No, the, the needle hasn't. You know, moved it's like... moving. It's moving for the listeners. Well, yeah. Because 
Roger has four. The listeners now have three. So the listener, Roger is closer to the listeners, who, by the way, got a late start on this competition this year. I just want to remind everyone. So Thanks, bro. All right, so going into that, we have four against the Fighting Fish of Miami, and then three big series that we haven't even talked about. No. And I'm very curious to see how, how the Dodgers react to this series because the Metropolitans of New York got swept by the Yankees they did. this week. So, so can, I, can I tell you why I didn't want to talk about the Mets? What's that? I'd rather talk about them next week. All right. Well, we will talk about the Metropolitans next week. <laughs> and I just got <laughs> the reason I want to talk by, about it next week Sports is... Empire's comment, but I'll let you finish. The reason I wanted to talk about it next week is because it's highly possible that we're going to see both of their horses in what could potentially be a playoff matchup. So that's the only reason I want to wait because you keep saying there isn't shit to talk about and you just want to bitch. So here we go. Oh yeah. And I am going to bitch because I wanted that 1988 ring. And I got to tell you, one of our listeners, the, the, the great Philip Lopez was there, sacrificed his body to try to get that ring for me. And he ended up getting 63 because Philip is worthless and he couldn't get me the number 88. Wow. um, Putting him on blast uh, on the internet. What a dick move. So, uh, I know he's going to shoot Phil, back at Phillip us. Philip is number one, number one fan, dude. You're going to be talking about it. Right was exactly. the number one fan. Was, because now yeah, he's not exactly. going to listen to our show anymore because of this guy. All right. So, uh, do you want to go with, uh, start off with your picks then? Uh, I'm going to go, so against the Fighting Fish of Miami, uh, I'm going to go three and one. Okay. And then the Mets, uh, see, the thing that, that throws me off is, is, is the potential for the two horses. I'm going to go two out of three with the Mets. Okay. Same. So five and two then. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and Babyface is going five and two. So thanks for participating, guys. Uh, yes. It looks like you're going to have another scoreless week next week, but <laughs> we will uh, get La Princesa de Picolandia's uh, picks. Juan's uh, going to go like on. Yeah, he's going to go like whatever. What's what's the uh, opposite of positive? Negative. That's what Juan's going to go. You with. know why? Because again, I am. Oh my God! Sports Empire is going six and one. Six and one. All right. Yeah. For our listeners on the lives, it now's the time for you guys to start dropping your picks. And if you and uh, if you're listening to this after the fact, you can always do the Twitter Twitter thing or Instagram thing, however that works. Yeah, on you can tweet us uh what your picks are, but I'm actually gonna go uh three and four. Wow. Wow. Three and four. The so team only... is 40, 41 and nine over their last fifty. This guy goes three and four. Yeah, I was about to say. And, so, and so you, you know so you're predicting a slump, is what you're saying? I, I'm predicting. I think they're a different team on the road. Uh, uh, they split with Milwaukee, and then they dropped one in Kansas City. We all predicted that they should have swept the Royals, right? And what happened? They got shut down. What they had on that Monday? that singer guy that pitched pretty good. I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. There's a possibility that there are people. I mean, the the Mets are not the Metropolitans are not chumps. There could be like some guy named Scherzer or Decrom who just pitches a hell of a game. Did, did you forget what we just saw? They they beat up Sandy Alcantara and then they they beat up Corbin Burns. Those are elite pitchers. You, they can't do it to Scherzer or hey, Decrom. Galley Fizzle agrees with me. Galley Fizzle. There so we I, go. So, Gally so Gally Fizzle, Fizzle going with uh, three, four, two. Gally Fizzle, do you also share whatever illegal substances Juan is consuming too? Because holy shit! Look, like, guys, how crazy does this sound? That they could lose two games in Miami. 
Do you yeah, think no, it's Sandy, not crazy? Is but... is Sandy Alcantara gonna pitch another clinker? You think he's gonna get blown up for ten runs? I mean, I don't think he's going to get blown up for 10 runs. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. you. I know you think it's a foregone conclusion. They're going to just blow everybody out. I don't go into that thinking it that same damn way because you still have to play the damn game. So That's right. So oh, I, I don't El, think El, El Ramos with a two and five. Two there and we five, go. Wow. El Ramos, he gets are, it. Are Wait, hold related? on. Were you, you texting just now, Juan? No, I look, feel like that was you. Guys, we're going on the road. It's an East Coast trip. You know, it, it, it's... They're I, playing... My, my, so you okay? So just so we're clear, so Sandy Alcantara, who just accused this team basically of cheating, exactly. Hold on, you think that they're not going to show up to that new fresh stadium, fired up to show these guys that we're not cheating? Yeah, yeah, I think they'll be fired up. But what happened on Monday? Eric Lauer shut them down, and Eric Lauer is not Sandy Alcantara. Right, he's the Sandy Colfax against the Dodgers. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so these guys, one of these guys who we have never heard of, all it takes is for them to lose two games in Miami and two against the Metropolitans, and I'm right. Well, okay, so this—that's what it. Okay, I see what you did there. Do you, you see? You it's a do... numbers game. The right. fact that they're on the road, and I just think they're also getting closer to clinch. The fact that, again. I'm not saying that they're going through the motions, but the Dodgers have clearly they're going through the motions. <laughs> the Dodgers have clearly have taken the pedal, uh, their foot off the pedal a little bit, and now they're starting to gear up for the playoffs. And you said this before too, Babyface. Do you want to show the Metropolitans? You want to show your hand to the Metropolitans? Is there a possibility that Roberts pulls a guy like he pulled Gonsolin after five? And then you're going to have Bickford in for an extra inning? Let me ask you something, sincerely. Do yeah. you really think they're going to go to City Field, which is what I think it's still called, because everyone keeps yeah. changing their names, and let draw, I mean, just basically lay down and not punch them in the mouth? Bro, like Max talked all that trash, and you don't think they forgot about that? No, I, I don't think they're going to lay down, but in the words of friend of the Cadena Don Trell Willis, those guys drive nice cars, too. Right. No, I and mean the they're, Metropolitans they're, are in first place. Right, I understand that part, but also the Metropolitans just got swept by the New York Yankees. Yeah, so I mean, it, it who are affected by the Gallo curse right now? <laughs> well, I don't think the Gallo curse is a thing anymore, man. I, I don't think so either. I, I think the Yankees have worked out past whatever they were going through. They got Olympia. Yeah. So what happened was the Yankees got Olympia. All I'm saying is, you're a negative, Nancy. Okay, confirmed. I, I can't wait until next week's show. Because, look, what what are, they're going to... Okay, Dustin May, uh, do you think he's going to pitch against the Mets? Like, who do you think the Dodgers are going to throw against the Mets? They got four against the Marlins. I mean, listen, if that Scherzer guy happens... Oh, Philip just said it. If that Scherzer guy happens to have a dead arm again because they didn't use him right or whatever the hell he was saying, like, I, I would put up the Dodger staff right now. Right now, up against their two horses. And I would well, still pick the Dodgers staff. But and here's the other thing we haven't talked about, guys. The Metropolitans have more of a sense of urgency. They only are up a game and a half on the Bravos. But think about this with the Dodgers. We talked about it a second ago, right? The Dodgers are so damn good, they're taking the pedal off the gas, and they're still smoking everybody. Yes. 
but the Brewers are not the Metropolitans. No, no, no. I understand that. But I mean, and, I, and what, what about this? You don't think these guys are going to be partying in Miami and then New York? Bro. Is, is that not a real thing, Alonzo? It, it Cur- can be. Curfew's at 10. Curfew's at 10. But the likelihood that they party in Miami or in New York is not high because also, don't they have two really early games? Yeah, the Sunday game is is a nine o'clock game, which is going to be totally. They're going to be out of whack. There's, That's the game I have them losing in my. Head. I am following the the tips that Sam Ace Rothstein from the Major Motion Picture Casino laid out. Wow, you know when he was making his bets. These are all the kind of shit that betters look into. So I mean, we'll see. I hope I'm wrong. I'm hope I'm wrong. But honestly, the Dodgers have a nineteen and a half game lead, guys. <laughs> I, 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 I think we're okay. I think we're okay if we if we lose, you know, four games out of seven. I feel like your your drug intake is increased with them winning more games. It's because you're talking crazy, bro. Look, what is it? Like, we, I, I mean, we we think they're going to struggle, and then they go six and one. We think they're going to go six and one, and then they they struggle. This team is just really hard to figure out. But you know what? I mean, for the what was the 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 record again, uh, Roger? Forty one and what? Forty one and nine. <laughs> 41 and 9 for 41 and 9 we've I mean I'm cool with being wrong like that but for 50 games they've just gone out and only lost 9 games get out of here get out of here immediately yeah but uh, I mean this this is a different team man wow well I mean thankfully we uh, we have a, a a betting uh party that supports this podcast so they can hear <laughs> Juan's trivial frivolous uh, I can't even give you more adjectives because I'm so pissed with what Juan's saying. Uh Ben Online presented this episode's uh this week's episode of the podcast. Head on over to their website, betonline.ag, use our promo code, which is believe fifty B L A V five zero, and you too can make the insane bets that Juan is talking about right now. Uh, at betonline.ag. Huge thanks to them for presenting the episode. Uh, I'm going to uh, let Juan say what he's going to say after. I, I, I just I just want to acknowledge Sports Empire's comment because he made me laugh. What was say? Coco Beware's best match in uh, in the WWF? Wow. I think that's funny. I, I don't think Coco Beware had a best match, but I will <laughs> say this. That finishing move of the Ghetto Blaster, it's the bird, bird, bird. Bird, bird, bird right there. Uh, shout out to Kevin Nash, who also just dropped a cannabis line. Congratulations, Nash. Uh, he's one of the good ones. Uh, but on that note, we will end this week's episode 41 and 9. And you really think they're just, oh, we're just going to suck for how, how dare you? How dare you, sir? They're, they're due for a bad road trip. Do you know why? It's, it's the irony of you hating Tom Needenfuhr is incredible. <laughs> it's just an incredible irony at this point. And I can't even handle it. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. Uh, huge thanks to the Turners for joining us again. JustinTurnerFoundation.com. Go sign up for the Turner Trot. We're going to do it. Uh, I, again, I'll be on an airplane. They'll be there. Join it. Uh, <laughs> Sports Empire's on fire yeah, he uh, is. Uh, on the internet. Uh, you know why I don't stand with Juan Sports Empire? Because he's not realistic. Uh, good night to you guys. Thanks for joining us, and uh, and we'll catch you down the road. And go Dodgers. I'm like Juan like not saying that. My God. 41 and 9. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows Podcast. The Bleed Lows Podcast is a Dodgers Beat production.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.